0: Hi,
1: how are you? I'm not too bad, thanks. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm still sitting in my car actually because it's raining really, really badly here.
0: So, uh, thanks for doing this, I appreciate it. I'm sorry with time zones, I know they're like terrible.
1: Oh, no problem at all, no problem. It's, yeah, I, I just always get confused because it's like EST and GMT and I always forget which one's which. Because when you say like, yeah, I don't know, it just, it's just really confuses <laughs> me.
0: I know it's it's sometimes like super hard because like it's like f- is it five hours? Is it four o'clock or five o'clock for you?
1: Yeah, well, it's five. It's five o'clock here now.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I presume it's, it's probably twel- 12 mm-hmm. there, midday, right? Yeah. 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 Good.
0: Cool. It's always so confusing. Um, actually, the person who edits my audio lives in Spain, because he—that's where he's from. So it, I'm kind of oh, getting nice. used to it, but. Um, yeah.
1: You- you're probably sending him stuff, up and it's like 8 p.m. your time, and then for him it's like, you know, it's like one a, 1 a.m. and like 1 a.m. for him, so he's he's fast asleep, and you're probably wondering like, oh, why haven't I heard back yet?
0: Yeah, it's terrible when we're like messaging each other because then he's like, um, I was not near my phone. Like it was like I'll text him really early in the morning here, and he'll be like, Guys, midday, sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you. I'm kind of like that too because like a lot of my sessions and stuff I've been doing and production days with people have been like. In, like if I'm working with someone, like I was working with one of the guys, he is in, uh, he's in San Francisco, so that's like eight-hour difference yeah. for us. So he's like ringing me at like, you know, 1 a.m. and for him, I suppose it's only like you know, four o'clock in the day or something. He's like, hey man, I'm like, hey, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple of my staffers live in. Uh, California and Hawaii, so we're we're struggling <laughs> through this pandemic yeah. to get used hopefully, to. Hopefully, hopefully
1: now, like we, it'll it'll all start again in the next few months or something. It'll, it'll all just kind of you know come back to normal, hopefully, and everyone can finally like work face to face and all that kind of stuff. You know,
0: that would be nice. <laughs> it would be very nice, yeah. but who knows what's happening? I know um, next semester is probably online for us, so it's it's a process.
1: um yeah it's it's rough it's it's i think i think in ireland it's it's not as bad at the moment like we're 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 kind of i suppose there's a second wave of it nearly but like we're not as as bad as in terms of cases and stuff as we were and our lockdown is kind of starting to kind of go back to normal a little bit that's
0: good i'm from new york so it's still oh nice i was
1: actually supposed to be in new york for the first time in march but now that's I'm still scheduled to come over in September because I changed my flight, but I don't think I'm gonna get the chance to come over that soon. Yeah.
0: New York is definitely something.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I have two friends, I, I've got two friends from, from here who, who moved to New York last year and they were saying to me it's, you know, it's, not, a, it's, it's, not, it's not good at the moment, it's not looking that pretty.
0: Yeah, um, I'm from Staten Island, so I am part of the city, but oh, nice. yeah, no one normally knows where it is or what it is. It's, I like to tell people it's a lot of trees, it's kind of like jersey but not
1: so. yeah i get you i get you i was actually looking forward to it. i had like i had my whole trip planned out where i was going and stuff I was going to go out to i had a you know, session out in staten island and then i was gonna or in jersey and then i was gonna head out to staten island the day after that i had like i was there for like 10 days so i hadn't stayed kind of like I don't know
0: you were actually going to visit Staten island i'm sorry like i don't even know anyone who would want to come here and i'm from here <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I was watching like tons of YouTube videos of just places to visit and stuff and then it's just like kind of like, well, like, if I want to go to New York, I don't want to just go there the typical, yeah, you know, that's, this is New York, this is Times Square, and this is the Empire State Building, and that's it. kind of wanted to see a bit of everything.
0: Well, if you do end up coming to Staten Island, School of Rock was filmed on my campus, so that's always...
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool.
0: Yeah, so, um, when Jack Black's in the van, pulling up to the big school building, that's where I had class.
1: Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. There you go, I was just saying, yeah. Let's go to rock. <laughs> Yeah, a That's lot
0: insane. of the scenes were actually filmed um, on the island, so like, even the um, Battle of the Band scenes was filmed at one of the theaters, and it's pretty cool that we have that here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a nostalgia or right? every time it's kind of prestigious for people to kind of go there, then I guess, right?
0: Yeah, it's a... My school's a musical theater performance school and a Division One sports school, so I don't really know how they go together, but
1: they do. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's like it's weird in Ireland. It's like we haven't really got many music schools. We've only got one. Um, it's called BIM, which is like the British and Irish Institute of Modern Music. So they it, it originally started in the UK, and then they introduced it here. So like we've got we've literally got like one music college in Dublin, and then we've got a different college in a place called Cork, which is down south. And that's like I think that I think that's just called the. Uh, University of Music, something like that.
0: Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, I actually have a question for you that is kind of relating to this. Uh, was there a moment where you knew, like, this is what you wanted to do with your life?
1: Um. Yeah. I, th- I think like I was always into music, and I always wrote. I always like wrote songs, and I always performed and stuff. But I think I think by the time I was about fifteen or sixteen, I kind of knew I was like, okay, yeah, this is probably something I want to do professionally. But I guess in Ireland, like people have got like this weird mentality, like well, it's not as bad now. It's not, it's not, it's not the case now. But maybe when I was like 15 or 16, it was like you know, the only way you could become like a musician if you're on like a, a typical like reality TV show like Britain's Got Talent or like The X Factor or something like that. But I think I think Irish music is in like a really like cool and modern place now, especially with like thanks to Spotify and stuff, um, and obviously social media. But yeah, I think I was always I was always kinda have like music was always in my plan A and it's still in my plan A. I don't really have a plan B. I don't think I'll e I will do not think I will ever have a plan B if that makes sense. I think if you have a if you have a plan B it's kinda of like you're not really like fully in plan A if that makes sense. No,
0: yeah, that really does make sense. Um you did mention Spotify a little earlier. What is your opinion of streaming services like Spotify?
1: Great. Honestly, like for me I guess as well with Spotify is they like really just throwing me out into like public eye which is great um i think i have about three four no is it well my fourth one's out this friday i my fourth single out this friday and like you know they've been on play like massive playlists like big pop playlists and it's gotten me a lot of attention i signed my first publishing deal off the back of releasing my debut single on Spotify because it was like music friday and stuff like that and um, so yeah i think it, i think it's great for independent artists as well just to try and get your name out there and stuff and you know, obviously if the songs connect, Spotify are going to push them too. Um, and even Spotify, I don't mean to keep mentioning Spotify, but even with Spotify, like, you know, they put on like writing camps and stuff. They've done like their first ever writing camp here in Ireland, a couple of months ago before lockdown just kind of hit in. Um, they're really emphasizing, you know, that there is a big pop scene and R&B scene in Ireland. And then the same with like Apple Music and Deezer and stuff as well, like, I mean, I think they're all, I think it's just a great way of spreading music. Now it's so accessible to everybody.
0: No, I agree. Um, I think they're great for exposure, and definitely, definitely
1: introducing tastemakers. I mean, yeah, yeah, but like even you know like the, the, like discover weekly playlists and stuff. You just find people, or you find stuff like not that similar. It can be completely different to things you have listened to before, and you just kind of like I always find like, at least once, once a week I like, can forever draw in, So like, once a week I'll, I'll like I'll throw on Spotify, by my car, and I'll hit Discover Weekly, and like sometimes i'll just find a song i'm obsessed with and i can't stop listening to it. and then i found i found a new artist or a new band or something that i'm now a fan of you know
0: yeah. i use spotify every day um i kind of like to go down that rabbit hole of like looking at like fans also like or artists recommend to try to break up my own taser like find new artists yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, no definitely I'm, I'm quite the same i guess uh, i think i think you're right in like the songwriting scene like i i spend most of my time in london um writing and stuff like that so i fly over quite frequently and i think as well it's just like a nice hub over there as everyone's always kind to of checking you know who's involved with which and kind of introduce just like instagram for songwriters and producers and stuff is kind of like linkedin to see oh who did who did this track like, i like i like that side of books like you reach out and we'll do sessions and stuff that way or your publishers will set them up and stuff so yeah it's it's kind of cool it's 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 uh it's obviously a great platform and it's kind of surprising we didn't have anything like that sooner
0: uh, someone once told me that Spotify was created uh, to stop people from illegally downloading music from like LimeWire.
1: Yeah, that that makes sense, I guess. I mean, I I, I think even I, I remember when I was younger, and probably partially guilty to it as well because I didn't realize what I was doing because I was so young. Was that like you know you would have your you would have a song on YouTube on your phone from and you were asking for a friend to send it to you on YouTube or something, and then you like you would you like, have a ton ton of songs just downloaded into your phone and like. I never realised, I was because like, again, I was only like eight or nine, ten, eleven, twelve, whatever. Um, I had illegally I had that illegally on my phone, yeah. you know. And now we will being a musician, I'm like, you yeah, know, it makes sense, you know. You, like musicians have to make a living as well. Like you can have, you can release songs every day, but supposed we still need to make a living, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: I do have like one slight gripe with Spotify, unfortunately um i always air my two cents on this because i feel like it should be something that's slightly changed i don't think like as a listener i should be seeing um an artist's monthly listener counts i think that should be kept for the business side of things i know here some of my friends only listen to people because they have high monthly listener counts and they don't even really like their music but i'm like
1: yeah like i think shot. i think you're dead i think you're dead right i think that's a i think that's a very good point um and I don't think it's just Spotify though, to be honest. I think it's I think it's Instagram and I think it's Twitter and I think it's everything nowadays. It's just like, we're in this kind of perception where if if a big number is beside someone, it means that they're they're really good and they're popular and they're blah, blah, blah. But then there's a low number beside somebody and it just means, oh, well, they're probably not that good. You know? And that's kind of, I, I suppose that's, that's the era we're living in now at the moment. But yeah, I, I think like for myself, you know if i see someone that has a thousand monthly listeners i'm still gonna listen you know because i decide myself if i like it or not someone else the numbers don't define for me but there is people who would be like that
0: yeah i know it's so unfortunate as i said like some of my friends do this all the time and i'm like give give other artists a chance because sometimes those artists who have like a thousand monthly listeners are some of the most different artists that i've listened to like i would say experimental probably is the best word
1: but yeah, definitely, but like, I think that's, like, I, found, I remember I found this, I think they're from, I think they're actually Canadian, they a band called Handsome Ghost, I don't know if you heard of them, but like that, you know, I found them on Discover Weekly and they've like, you know, they haven't got, I think they've got like 10,000 monthly listeners or like 50,000 or anywhere between ten fifty, and because obviously it fluctuates with, given, given how many people listen to you, but like I'm obsessed with them, you know, and they're really, really good and they deserve like way more attention than they have. So I think it's definitely, it's like, if people, well, I think there is people who are just like, you know, they've got an open ear, and if it's, if it's music, it's music, they like it, they like it, you know? But I think that's the approach to have them, you know, because there's no there's no right or wrong, and no, like, not cool and cool, because there's always, you know, it's, it's taste for people, like, people have got different tastes and different opinions on everything. Yeah, no, I
0: definitely agree. I think a lot of it kind of boils down to, like, like sometimes like the um just not just cover weekly it's like the algorithmic playlists that are created like the daily mixes because i know like sometimes, yeah. yeah i think they they help in that regard too because like i found some of the artists i absolutely love just through my daily mix and i probably would have never found them otherwise so i like the fact that like you can find artists anywhere in the world like we're not even in the same region
1: <laughs> no well here we are on zoom yeah yeah it, it, it's, that's what I found like you know Spotify like all these streaming platforms are great because I mean like even myself I I uh I don't know I don't know maybe she's known over in the States but Rita Ora you know her yeah so like I supported Rita Ora in Madrid like two years ago with a with a boy band Why Don't We they're from America as well I'm still, uh, correct I think they are right yeah and then so like I mean that, and that all kind of came from Spotify and releasing my first single and stuff like that familiar, so it's uh. It, it's great in that sense I mean you can really kind of spread on like you say for me you know I, I can you know make an influence myself in Ireland but I can also have the tools and the connection there to make fans outside of Ireland mm-hmm. you know Ireland's a really small place so it's kind of nice to be able to branch out a little bit
0: so um I have a question that I, lo- I I get a lot of joy from this question can you please describe your sound for me in three words
1: Oh, that's tough. Um, describe my sound in three words. Energetic. Um, this is really tough. <laughs> I don't know. Energetic, fun, and honest, maybe. Depends on what I suppose. If it's a really pop, if it's the battle track, they're always brutally honest, but like, I mean, if they're. I mean pop tracks I'm just going to have fun with them but yeah I don't know that's a really hard question because I think I think I think as well as just being like a full time songwriter because I don't just I don't just work for my own projects and stuff like I'm kind of always in the right room with different people so I'm always kind of wearing different hats every day you know that way
0: yeah, I I just love the question because like I might not pick the same three words, and I love seeing how artists describe it. Yeah.
1: So what, so what would you so what would you say then off off the back of, like my stuff? Because I'm intrigued.
0: Oh no, <laughs> give me two seconds. People don't ask me questions back, so I never prepared. Okay. I know. Yeah,
1: that's why I tried to throw a, a curveball in there.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. Clever. Let's start with clever
1: better the lyrics okay. are very
0: clever so i'll go with clever um Thank you. <laughs> it's not po- just poppy like i don't want to say poppy that's a genre but we'll stick that in there for now because i yeah we'll go with that and yeah
1: well, it's the easiest way to describe it i guess <laughs> if someone asks me so what to do i'm like I guess pop i
0: guess <laughs> but it's not just pop there's like the soul component to it so i guess soulful yeah let's yeah let's well,
1: i've grown up on i've grown up on like justin timberlake and and stuff like that and obviously they've got it from like Michael Jackson and stuff and Michael Jackson's got it from kind of soul music and so yeah I suppose it all through 30 years it all kind of influenced people into different parts so yeah I think, I'll take that
0: <laughs> what is your favorite part of a song that you've written
1: favorite part of a song I've written Um, is that lyrically or is it that just just in general
0: whatever you want
1: probably my next thing would be my excuse i'm really proud of the bass riff but i think i don't know maybe maybe that or like the chorus of imagine not too sure hard to say
0: so the new song's coming out friday correct
1: new songs that this friday i'd be my excuse so i think it was technically thursday midnight but yet
0: yeah. can you tell me the story behind the song
1: yeah, so it, it kind of came from I was I was in a session in London till like 5 a.m. and I had to I, I was like staying in the other side of London and all the tubes were like finished so I couldn't it was I, I couldn't get over to my B and B that I was staying it. so we slept in the studio and I had to go to the studio the next day um, and I was in like for 10 a.m. so I had to walk to be other the studio I was like super super tired and uh, we started like working on a session. And uh, I just came up with this uh, guitar, in, and then I kind of had in my head, uh how to be my excuse, and the whole story kind of came about like, you know, when you're at a party and you just don't want to be there, and you can tell that like someone else doesn't want to be there too. So you, the two of you are kind of like, let's just get out of here and make our own fun. So that's a whole like element of the song is like, will you be my excuse? We can leave this party. I can think of a million things that I'd rather get up to. So it's kind of like it, it's a playful, it's a playful like upbeat kind of a song. I suppose the lyrics are a little bit cheeky, but I was just kind of having fun with this one. You know, it wasn't taking myself too serious and stuff. And I don't know I was kind of like in, a, in the in the head the uh, headspace of what would I want to listen to right now, and that was how the song came about. It just kind of fell together really quickly.
0: I love those spur of the moment tracks. I feel like sometimes they just come together in a way where it just makes sense, and I love hearing stories like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's like not much else to it, which is funny because sometimes there really is. Like sometimes people have like a really long story about a song. And something like, this one was just like actually written in pretty forty minutes. Which is great because sometimes you're on a session and you can be banging your head against the wall for five to six hours trying to come up with an idea.
0: What is your favorite part of the studio process?
1: Um well it's definitely not tracking instruments here because I drive myself mad. I love it, but I drive myself mad. Uh, because I'm just a bit of a perfectionist. but not do it again, says Bruno. I'm doing it again to the end, that's partially my fault. I'm just super critical of myself, but probably I don't know. Probably getting to know when the when new sessions is getting to know people, really, and uh, getting a vibe for each other and just knowing that it's all about the music. Uh, but you know, then at the same time, there's nothing better than when you finish the song and you're playing it back through like really loud speakers, and the bass just kicking. <laughs> so, probably that part.
0: Um, you mentioned instruments. What instruments do you play, and can you tell me how you pick that as your instrument of choice?
1: Well, mainly I play guitar. Um, I play bass by ear to simply mean because that's like kind of like playing the guitar, I guess. You know, I wouldn't be a pro bass player, but I just record myself at home um, and track bass when I need to. Uh, I play with a full band live, so the guys are probably way more experienced in their own. In their own instruments than then I would be in their instruments, if that makes sense. Uh, I dabbled a little bit in the keys, again by ears. So I've, I've kind of always had like just a natural ear, so I, I thought myself how to play music. Um, picked up a guitar when I was like 16, and I just kind of went from there. Uh, then, yeah, and the rest of it's just been by ear. I would always kind of just sing melodies and then just play those melodies from, from ear. So kind of, I'm not, I probably wouldn't be the best drummer in the world but I know the program comes in session, so definitely not, oh yeah, definitely wouldn't be a good drummer actually. Do you have perfect
0: pitch? Or very good relative
1: pitch? I think, I think I do, I, I think I've, it's either perfect pitch or relative pitch, because I haven't only had this conversation before, so uh, basically I don't have music theory because in my school and stuff, like we didn't have it, you can, like there's very few schools in Ireland that it's composer or that's in school so I didn't have an option to do it so like I'm self thought and like I know like if you name a song I like, can like, get the key like straight away without, without like if I heard it before I just I know the key straight away Um. so yeah I think I, I think I have perfect pitch like if someone names a note like I can sing the note and stuff well, I probably more so if it's not trained I guess it's probably relevant pitch because I, I know a perfect pitch you have to train it to be like super super good because you know Charlie Booth can just pick up a and he's like this is knee flat mm, and it's just like yeah, yeah he's a wizard though. he's just he's just ridiculously clever and talented though.
0: You mentioned like in school um, you didn't have the option to I guess have music in your, as like a program. Like, I know where I'm from um, one of the things they made us do in fourth grade. Was you took a clapping test to see if you were musically inclined and then they would play like different pitches to see if you can recognize if it was high low or middle and it was one of the most interesting experiences i've ever
1: had nice yeah we have none like i mean i think the only thing we had in like primary school was you know you would sing in the choir and um, or like you you there would always be a school choir and that was that was because of church because they're not like you know in Ireland like like when you're I don't think it's the same now because religions kind of always changing as well but like all the primary schools were like primarily Catholic and you would you know you would be in you'd be kind of singing like you know all all kind of Irish religious hymns and stuff like that but that was the only thing we ever had which was really weird yeah where
0: I'm from we have like. I guess there are IB exams where you are, there are IP exams here, there's like AP music theory, where you actually like l- take a whole class on learning music theory to then take a placement exam in knowing music theory for college credit. Yeah,
1: because I, I when I went, when I started in college, I, studied, I only studied for like a year um, in music, because then I kind of just, I guess doing it kind of started to take over, so I left college. Um, music theory was a new thing and I was like okay well it's obviously I knew you know what A, B, C, D, E, F, G and then you've got your sharps your flats in the middle and everything like that but then it was just like you know this is the Mixolydian scale I and mean, this is the minor major, major pentatonic and this is all I'm familiar with a few of them from just playing guitar and being self-thought but then a lot of it was just like I have no clue what this is but well, then I guess you just kind of the more you do you get it you pick up on it One yeah.
0: of the things like that was always interesting to me is like you're playing the songs and like you can play it and read the music for it but then you don't know the theory about it so when i had to learn theory it was like a huge oh this is this is why we're doing what we're doing
1: <laughs> yeah but i think sometimes it can finally kind of take the fun out of the whole making music process but it's it's great to know at the same time i think i think that's the main thing with music though it's not to think of it as a not to think of it as a technical thing but just kind of more like a feeling Love that. I love Because that... if it sounds good and it feels good, I mean, then, it's, then it is good. You can't really, like, and then someone, oh, well, theoretically, it doesn't work because it's this, 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 and this. But if it does feel right, it's obviously, you know, obviously serves some purpose.
0: Speaking of how music makes you feel, um, there's a question that, again, something I find super important. And I will be super philosophical about it in two seconds. Um, What is your favorite album in your personal collection? And by personal collection, I mean, you physically own
1: it. physically own it. Possibly Maroon 5, Songs by Jane on vinyl, Um, which is one of the best albums of all time. Or then Justify, I had it. I don't have it now. Um, My car doesn't even have a CD. My car doesn't have a CD player, but Justified, Neptune and Justin Timberlake, that era too. Those two albums for me are probably, like, the most standard albums ever. And they're so timeless as well, like, even when, like, if you listen to, like, you know, the production on, um like, I Love You by Justin Timberlake. It's just, like, it, it's just so timeless. It's just, you know, it matches, for me, it matches everything that's out there right now.
0: Do you have the Songs About Jane uh, variant, or do you have the black vinyl?
1: I have the deluxe vinyl, actually. My girlfriend got it for me one Christmas. I got my first file player when I moved into like my, I think it was like when I moved out of home, when I moved out of my parents, and it was like a, it's a double-sided vinyl, so it's got like some of the, it's got some of the demo versions as well on the track, so it's got like the original She Will Be Loved, which was uh, not that much different from the, from the one, the single version, but it was like, it's just really cool to see how those kind of songs developed on
0: the reason i asked this and i said i will be philosophical is because i think a person's favorite album says a lot about them um there's always like an emotional connection to it or like i don't know i feel like owning a tangible copy of it it had to mean something to somebody to actually go out and have it
1: to go out and buy it yeah definitely um i think that was actually funny enough with songs about jane that album that was the first physical album i ever owned and i think it was like seven six or seven when I got that and then it's the first vinyl I like ever owned too do
0: you collect
1: vinyl so. or I have a few I only have a small like, a, like I think I have two I have the songs by one and then I have a Fleetwood Mac one actually which is in. they're both in my old house the old place I was renting one of my friends still lives there so I actually do need to go and pick those up <laughs> but I need to that's one thing I had a vinyl player in my old house and I don't have one in the house I live in now so I think I'm going to need to get a vinyl player for myself and just I don't know. For some reason, it's just a, it's just a interesting and it just sounds really nice on vinyl.
0: I like hearing the comparisons between the compressed audio file and then the the format on vinyl, because sometimes like you can hear things that you didn't originally hear on the compressed file. So I love that about.
1: Yeah, well, if you got like a decent set of headphones now as well, like I mean, if you like an Audio Technica and stuff, and you're listening, like you can just like you find things as you say that just are in tracks you didn't, you didn't even know they're in.
0: So I'm gonna segue to my next question, which is one we ask based on a question. Well, our PR director, Grace, was listening to the Little Peep songs that were released last year, and then Mac Miller Circles came out, and we crafted this lovely question, which is super deep. (laughs) Um, What is your opinion of releasing an artist's unreleased music after they've passed away? Should it be released or should it not?
1: Um, it's a tough question, I guess. I guess it was down to if it was if it was planned to do, then yes, maybe I don't know, it's, it's a difficult it's a difficult question. Um it really depends on what the song was. Like I know for like, you know, Chester from Lincoln Park when that song died, I'm sorry for now I couldn't be around. And then a lot of the songs had different meanings and obviously you know it's terrible heavy died he with suicide and stuff. But it's kind of sad to think that he was sending a message. There's someone like with, the, with that song. You know, I'm sorry for now that I couldn't be around. So it's obviously, you know, it's kind of, it maybe a little too like, you know, it's obviously after the after the time it's been done. But he's kind of, you, I don't really get what I'm trying to say here. But I think you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. Is that like a long roundabout way? Yes and no. I don't know it's just, it's just a touch. For me, it's for me, it's a touch. I just think it really depends on the situation. Like if they had a plan to release the music, then yes. And um, if they really wanted to, and that's like their dying wish, completely. Well, yeah, if it's just if it's just being done for commercial purposes, then definitely not.
0: So one of the reasons we ask this is we want to bring up the concept of artist wills are negotiating this into a contract. We know it's super morbid, but we think it's something that needs to be discussed since it's happening more uh, prominently in the industry, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. I think I don't know. For me, anyway, I, I think I'd be happy enough. Like you know, if if anything was to ever happen and music was still there and there was a fan base there and I wanted to hear my music, then then of course, I would definitely um I would definitely be up for this, letting my music be heard. And because I suppose otherwise, this is gonna for me, it's just gonna sit in a Dropbox folder, you know. So that was uh, That's kind of my take on it, I guess.
0: I know like everyone has such very different viewpoints on this. I've had people compare this to Kurt Cobain's journal. I've had someone said if it's in my voice memos, never touch it. And then I had a singer of a band say if, if god forbid something happens, um, don't carry on with his voice. Have somebody else sing the songs. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is very interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'd be totally I think I'd be okay with myself. But then well, that's just that, but that's just me saying that about myself. Yeah. You know? Uh, but I mean, if, if I if, if someone wanted to take a song and you know they're I don't know more than welcome to take it if, if I'm not around if I'm not around to release it and they they like it then do it.
0: So on that note, if you could change one thing about the music industry as it is today, what would it be and why?
1: Well, right now in this moment in time, I wish the gigs were back. <laughs> like, I think that's the first that's the first thing. Uh, just because I don't think I can take much more sitting around and just making music and not being able for people to listen to it. Um, on a broader scale, if we could change one thing about music and why? Um, there's no, yeah, I wish, I wish that people just gave, as we were saying earlier, I think people just gave it more of a chance rather than looking at the numbers to define how, you know, the potential of an artist or what someone's trying to say musically, because at the end of the day it should be about music and not about social media numbers and you know what what you're doing and stuff like that yeah I would probably change the same
0: thing honestly
1: um, yeah like you know I do it I do it like I'm into the whole social media thing because I have to I guess not the only way in this, this day and age but I think I'd be quite like even like if I wasn't maybe I would have an Instagram but I think I'd be very private and stuff because like I know I spend a lot of time on social media kind of part, partly to do my job um you know, there are that's they're six sectors that you really have to keep on top of, uh, we're, and they're such a great tool. Well, personally, if I wasn't a musician and this wasn't my profession, I, uh, I probably wouldn't really be hip with all that much. But like me
0: personally, I feel like I'm not hip. I have no idea what I'm doing, like social media wise. But...
1: Yeah, like TikTok, TikTok, and stuff for me, they they just they're on my phone, but they're not used. Like, it's Instagram. <laughs> ask... It's Instagram, and that's it for so I have Twitter. I use Twitter. I, I check up on it. I, really just tweet on Twitter and I like you know reply to people who reply to me and stuff like that but like, I wouldn't really look at stuff on Twitter if that makes sense mm-hmm. Facebook is just kind of at this stage it's just like this old person's app so I mean I'll just, I'll just like text family members on it and stuff and maybe upload a photo just just let them know what I'm up to that's about it I don't
0: know if I'm too old Yeah,
1: I, I just seen I seen this morning though that apparently the US are going to put a ban on TikTok oh
0: really um, this one was asked at a freshman orientation and the question is, if you can be any item in the kitchen, what would you be, and why?
1: If I can be any item in the kitchen, what would I be, and why? Um, yeah, probably dog, but not to say that one. Probably, uh, probably a coffee machine, I don't know.
0: Okay.
1: I like coffee like making coffee for maybe a coffee,
0: coffee machine. So, when we were asked this question as freshmen, um, you don't know anyone, obviously, and you're like sitting in a little circle on an oval. This is your introduction. This is your icebreaker. Um, I told people I'd be a knife because they have a sharp wit.
1: You'd be a knife because you'd sharp wit. How's it going
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think it just gets worse every time I say it.
1: That's <laughs> ah, not too bad. It wasn't as bad as the one I was going to say first.
0: I've heard some really strange answers, so it's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I'm trying to think. I'm I, I'm, I'm brutal and like, I'm trying to think on my feet with those like, kind of witty one-liners. <laughs> I'm, not that, I'm not that clever.
0: Yeah, I, I probably rehearsed that in my head like 10 times before I actually said it out loud at orientation, but it, it kind of stuck. <laughs> Here
1: we are. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: <laughs> For my own knowledge, what music are you currently listening to, if any?
1: Um, what am I listening to right now? Listen to a good bit of a band called Loot. I don't know if you heard of those guys, but they're spelled L-O-O-T-E. And I'm listening to um, Charlie Poot's new single girlfriend just nonstop.
0: This question always helps me broaden my own horizons of what I should be listening to.
1: Probably listen to a good bit of Dermot Kennedy as well. I don't know if you know Dermot Kennedy. He's an Irish. He's also an Irish act. Um, okay. Pretty big now. He's um he's he was on Ellen. I think that's that's where he kind of broke a bit in America. He's really, really cool artist.
0: I feel like my own taste is very outside of. Uh, I'm like very confined to a genre, and it's um, something else. I listen to a lot of like post-hardcore bands and <laughs> pop punk oh well and um, I did the Spotify thing where it's like oh uh, what have you been listening to during quarantine and like it rates you compared to like other people living in your country and it was like you don't listen to happy music and I was like oh good <laughs> it's like my happiest song it's like it's so bad
1: well, it's pretty, you know, most of the happiest melodies you listen to them lyrically they're quite negative
0: right that's very true
1: it's the, the key to a good pop song
0: that is very true um but i think that's like one of the best ways to have it because some days you're like listening to the melody because you want to be happy but other times you're listening to the lyrics and it's a completely different experience with the same song
1: definitely yeah you're you're dead right when you say that
0: like personally for me um one of the things i've been doing over quarantine is listening to albums in full because i never used to do that until i had time so it's been a completely different experience, like actually sitting through the album and listening to it in the track, let's order that the artist created it in.
1: Yeah, I was like Mike Posner's uh, latest album. It's 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 made to be listened to from, you know, obviously right right uh, right from the first track to the last track. It's a really nice. It's a really nice like 45 minutes to spend.
0: I'll have to check it out. My normal example for this is a uh, Phantom by Water Parks.
1: Nice. That's a good choice, actually but it's like the, the my positive one I, I got a completely different meaning on it I was, I was presumed him from like after killing the beat then included me and then and, then he dropped this album it was just like a completely different thing it was a real experience and then obviously you know I kind of kept tabs on them then on, online and stuff and he, he spent like a whole year like walking from coast to coast in America
0: that's pretty interesting Like.
1: yeah he's, a, he's probably one of my favorite artists at, at the moment to be honest
0: he's very creative from, like, the stuff I remember listening to. It hasn't been been on my radar in a while, but I will have to circle back and check out his new stuff.
1: Yeah, you definitely should. (laughs)
0: Um, One of the things that I do find interesting about, like, when an artist is releasing an album is their choice in singles. Since I know, like, I love Boston Manor. I think they're a fantastic um, band. I hated the singles they released for GLUE, but I thought the album was one of the best albums I've heard during quarantine. So it's always mind-blowing to me to think like why did they pick the singles because i don't think they did the album justice but, but
1: yeah. i think sometimes that's down to a record level too mm-hmm. unless they're independent but yeah i think i think it's subjective to people i think i my reasoning for being i, I wouldn't drop an album anytime soon because i feel like i'm still going kind to of grow in my artist project and stuff but i think with me if i was to do singles I'd probably just, i would just personally pick my favorites and that being said is because not not because there's someone else's favorites, but because it's my body of work.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to do it because like it's representing you in a way you want to be represented.
1: Yeah, and I think as well, like you you're doing those things for yourself mm-hmm. and you know, you have fans that are big fans of your music and I think that's the whole thing is being yourself is the reason why people like you or maybe follow you.
0: Mm-hmm. Very authentic. You know what that should have been one of my three words (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's better than poppy (laughs) so um have you been to america before
1: no not yet so this was the year i was supposed to be gone to new york nashville and l.a this year and now none of that's happened because of covid-19 yeah and and then um i had to so i have to postpone that now for a year So that's going to be a bit of a nightmare.
0: So I do have one last question for you because I don't want to keep you too long. Um, what are your goals for 2020? You can do the year or the decade because the year's kind of been canceled.
1: Uh, 2020 is probably the year to just kind of, I don't know, expand beyond uh, Ireland with my marriage project and hopefully gear up for a fun 2021.
0: Awesome. Well, again, I really appreciate you speaking to me. Um, sorry, you were like sitting in your car and it was raining really hard. But uh, thank you for chatting. It was a pleasure. No,
1: thanks so much for having me. All right, thank you. Cheers. Enjoy thanks, Talk to you soon. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye.